For inventions like the light bulb or the car, the average person can name off Thomas Edison or Henry Ford as the inventor. With laundry detergent, naming the inventor is much more difficult. The use of enzymes to clean laundry, and hence the invention of laundry detergent, was introduced in the early 20th century by Otto Ruhm. Mr. Ruhm founded Ruhm and Haas in Germany in 1907, and his research on using enzymes in technical applications became a revolution in the use of washing detergents in 1914. He named his detergent Burnus, and by 1920, it was the most widely distributed detergent in Germany. Clean laundry wasn't the only thing on Ruhm's mind. He invented acrylic resin, which was quickly transformed into acrylic paint. As early as 1934, the first usable acrylic resin dispersion was developed by German chemical company BASF, which was patented by Ruhm and Haas. The synthetic paint was first used in the 1940s, combining some of the properties of oil and watercolor. On this week's episode of First Timers, I attempt to add little, tiny, happy trees to my life as I try acrylic painting. Welcome to First Timers, the podcast where your host, Jason Malone, I'm back, everybody! Welcome back! Welcome back! Uh, again, <laughs> the podcast where your host, Jason Malone, tries something new each and every episode. Oh, it's been it's been a while, guys. It's been a while! Um, but I am so happy to be back on this microphone to talk to you all today. Um, I am Jason Malone, the host of First Timers, and um, each week I do try to get involved, get active, get into something brand new. And this week was uh, something that I, I, you know, hadn't even really considered. I didn't think that it's something I had the t um, aptitude for, and I really don't, um, truthfully, when we get down to it. But, um, you know, I really wanted to try it, and my guest was special enough and nice enough to get on uh, mic with me and talk about it afterwards. So, um, you know, it was a really, really, really good uh, experience, and I'll get, obviously, more into it here uh, down the road. Um, but I do want to, again, uh, just uh, start off with... Uh, my social media plug, so you guys can follow anything that I might be up to. Um, you guys can find me on Facebook, uh, First Timers on Facebook, and uh, you know I do post there for sure sometimes. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at underscore First Timers with Jason underscore again on Instagram underscore First Timers with Jason underscore. And I post stuff, um, you know, obviously when the episodes come out, you guys can check out all the stuff there. Uh, I'm also on uh, Twitter. I don't use it too much right now, but I am on Twitter. And that Twitter handle is, oh my gosh, every episode. Why don't I have this in front of me? Uh, that episode, <laughs> that <laughs> Twitter handle is at First Timers With. Again, that Twitter handle is at First Timers With. And then you guys can... 100% email me. You can email me, ask me any questions. Um, you know, I've got a few since uh, the break, and I think I'll be answering some of them here at the end of the episode. But you can reach me at firsttimerswjasonmalone at gmail.com. That's spelled 1-S-T-T-I-M-E-R-S, 
wjasonmalone at gmail.com. That's first timers, wjasonmalone at gmail.com. That's enough times. I don't need to say it anymore. But, um, yeah, those are all the places you can hit me. Um, you know, if you got my phone number, <laughs> you, you're lucky you. But, uh, you know, you can, guys can definitely reach me uh, through those avenues. If you guys have any questions, anything you want to shout my way, I'm here for all of that. Uh, yeah, so um, I did take a little break here. I took about a month off from the podcast. Um, you know, I'll be a little bit honest. I was going through some depression, I think, the last uh, month. But um, I think the last week, or at least the last week and a half or so, um, that depression has uh, started to lift. And I've been able to uh, get excited about coming back and trying some of these activities. I will let you know, you know, um, scheduling all this stuff doing all this stuff, doing the recording, sometimes isn't easy. And I think I've talked about uh, therapy helping, you know, um, doing the podcast itself helps, completion of the podcast, um, and the different activities that I do try out. But, um, you know, the social interaction also helps to some of that um, uh, depression or or um, feeling isolated or alone. So I, I, I highly recommend if, if you are feeling that way, um, you know, try your best to um, understand that that's okay. And then, you know, maybe reach out to somebody. But, um, you know, I, I feel much better at this time. And I'm super, 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 super excited to talk about the thing I did for this week's episode. Okay, we're going to get into it, guys. So, um, I am not an artist by any means. And I don't mean that by, like, um, you know, uh, I can sing, I can act, I can do all that stuff, right? But I, I cannot draw. I can't paint. I really can't do anything that creates like like that uh, requires visual um, art. I'm really bad at like even like stuff like collages, or um, you know like tr tracing. I'm not really good at tracing. Uh, <laughs> I like those trace books. I don't know if you guys remember. It was like a very thin tracing paper, and then you would obviously trace like a kind of a ca cartoon image. And I was terrible. It always looked like it was like, um, you know, it looked like somebody who just had uh, not a lot of control on their on their hands. And I think a lot of that had to do with maybe some ADD or ADHD um, and not being patient enough to, like, take my time. I was always in a rush to finish the art, um, you know, projects. Um, I don't remember much about art projects when I was a kid. I think I got satisfactory in art. Uh, which is basically, you might as well just get, give me an F. Um, satisfactory? Okay, you, <laughs> I don't even know how you, that metric works. I, I'm interested to talk to some of my old teachers. Yeah, and just ask, like, how do you, how do you measure that? Like, what does satisfactory mean to you, and what does it mean to me in, ter in terms of, like, you know, Play-Doh and shit and, like, finger paints? <laughs> but um, anyway, so with that being said, I did want to challenge myself a little bit here this week, and um, I think I, I really did. Um, so I asked um, my guest if, if we could uh, go ahead and sit down and try acrylic painting. And uh, for those of you that don't know, acrylic painting um, is different than oil. It's different than um, you know watercolors. It's different than quite a bit of things. Um, acrylic dries faster. Um, so I guess that means you can paint over it um, more. It also helps if, um, you know, you're using a color and you want to mix, I believe. But um, the cool thing about acrylics is you can make some mistakes. And uh, that's something I definitely learned. So um, Ashley was good enough to bring uh, all the products over. She got a bunch of different style of brushes. And uh, she got a bunch of different um, colors of paints. And 
um, I asked her, I go, well, there's there's some colors missing, but she said, no, no, no. What we'll do is we'll mix the paint. And that's something that was brand new to me. I mean, I, you know, I've watched Bob Ross, Bob Ross, you know, God bless that man. But um, I, I understand mixing, you know, the concept of mixing color, um, color theory a little bit. I've taken some classes in physics, uh, things like that. But truly, I've never tried to do that before. And um, I try to think back on what that color wheel looks like and like all that kind of stuff. And I, it's hard to remember for sure. So, um, you know, the cool thing was Ashley was super knowledgeable about that kind of stuff. There was one moment I remember specifically, uh, and you, I'll, I'll post the uh, pictures of the paintings that we did and I'll post a picture of kind of what we were drawing or painting, excuse me. But um, there's a massive tree and it had a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, lichen or lichen on it. Uh, lichen? 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 Legion, like him. But um, I was like, how do you, I don't even know how to make that color. It looks like, <laughs> it looks like baby Yoda. And she's like, well, mix this and mix this. And so I did. And it was like, perfect. And I was like, how did you know? And she just knew, uh, you know, and we talk about that in the uh, interview a little bit coming up. But um, with that being said, you know, it was so cool to be able to take a bunch of these colors. And, um, you know, you start to, oh, the other thing that we did that was super important, I think, uh, to me, at least as far as like, feeling, you know, some success was, uh, she had me sketch. So she had me sketch out the actual, uh, painting, um, you know, just using, um, a small pencil. And that really did help, uh, define, you know, areas that I was going to paint. Um, I, you know, I think I turned it a little bit into like a paint by number, <laughs> like fill in this with this color, fill in with this color. Uh, but with that being said, you know, sketching, um, helped me. I do have a bit of an issue with like pre-planning things like that. And that's, I think a lot of, my problem with uh, visual art is just like I, I get excited about something, I start doing something, but I don't I don't take the time to plan ahead. So this is nice, you know. I was able to sketch out, you know, some of the structure and some of the, uh, um, you know, some of the just the layout of it for sure. And um, you know, uh, I think that really helped absolutely. So with that being said, we started to add some color, um, you know, started to mix some color. Uh, and then, uh, you know, after a while, it started to look a little bit like what, <laughs> what I was looking at, but I look over and Ashley's like, it's, it's like, it's like textured and it looks good. Uh, it was good. <laughs> it was not good. So anyways, it, it, it doesn't matter though. I, I, I still had a lot of fun. Um, you know, I still enjoyed myself. We sat outside like on the back deck and hung out and uh, listened to some music and it was just really relaxing. And I, I didn't really realize like I could enjoy something that, that required just sitting down and, and kind of focusing and taking your time. Um, I'm much more active. I'm much more someone who's uh, I think attracted to things that uh, require, you know, activity or we need to go do something or, or getting something done. And uh, this was much different. This really allowed me to kind of sit down and take a lot of time to relax. So, um, you know, that was great. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about too was, um, you know, there's so many different forms of painting and, you know, I, I don't know if I like acrylic the most yet. Um, I haven't tried many more. I know that with oil, there's a lot more layers required and so you know that would be multiple days i think so uh, doing a painting that takes you know uh multiple sessions or days i think would be really interesting um so so yeah that's kind of where i'm at with this and I, I i think that uh you know all in all this experience has really bolstered my interest in visual art and maybe jumping back in there um, again i'm no 
<laughs> no way am I talented. <laughs> no way am I successful as an artist. You know, I'm successful maybe at like, you know, taking the time to kind of create something. That's cool. But you guys are going to see if you haven't already uh, compared to Ashley Spady. Mine is just dog shit. But anyways, it was still fun. Uh, all right, guys. Well, I'm going to take a quick break here and uh, I will be back uh, with my interview uh, with my special guest. And, um, you know, I, I'm really excited for you guys to hear what she has to say about art, life, all that kind of good stuff. All right, well, I'll be back with more short short timers. <laughs> oh, God, short timers is an episode that I'm thinking about doing with Peter Dinklage. Anyways, uh, I'll be back with some more first timers. Please, please just uh, take a break and uh, come back and join me in just a few seconds. One of the things I've worked on recently is a series of self-portraits, um, and it was, well, they're not a series, I suppose. It was one and then a subsequent one. Um, That's a series. Uh, more I, than yeah, one. I, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me being the, being the art major with a BFA, <laughs> although it is in sculpture, to be fair. Big fucking what? No, that's <laughs> Bachelor of Fine Arts, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, a, it's kind of a chess um, painting, and it was... I had gone through like a period of time uh, going to the gym, getting in shape again, where I had some, not body dysmorphia, I guess, but like some body image issues still I was working through and I had gotten better with them. But I noticed one time after, in particular after the gym, that I had this really deep, deep imprint from my sports bra. And so I was kind of showing that and accentuating that. And I did a painting on that and I did a second one and I never finished the second one, but that's kind of one recent thing that I kind of finished a bit. Um, and then I had another painting that I did that was supposed to kind of be a visual representation of like after you see somebody after a long time and being welcomed back by them. It's um, a woman who's like got almost not a look of ecstasy, but like relief on her face. Mm -hmm. and she's being um, embraced by like four different hands across her face. That one's not done, but that's another one. Okay, that worked out cool. Recently. I like I like that style of art a lot where it's, you know, it's representational. Um, the visual is like. Yeah, you know, that sounds very interesting. But like when you give it that backstory, you give it like the, the impetus or like the reason behind it makes it even more uh, interesting, you know. And I, I'm really drawn to like um, theater that takes place like not even in like a, a, a traditional setting. Like it takes place in somebody's brain or it takes place in like the body, all that kind of stuff I think is really interesting. Um, and, you know, how art can kind of represent, um, you know, ourselves through that is just yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Well, um, I want to welcome everyone back to this segment of this week's episode of First Timers. Y'all know me, it's Jason Malone. I'm, I'm back again for another interview, but um, I do want to inter, 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 I do want to interview and introduce my, my special guest for the week. Um, she is an artist, number one. She is so badass, you should see this stuff. And I'm going to throw up some photos of the art that we did uh, do on, um, on Sunday, but uh, she's an artist. Uh, she's a great chef. Um, I've seen some of her food. I haven't actually tried it, but I, I think I, I should at some point for sure. Um, but yeah, I do want to welcome my special guest, Ashley Cleaver, to the podcast today. Yo, what up, Ash? How are you doing? Things going good I'm, today for you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I feel very honored to be interviewed, uh, honestly. It's, it, was, it was a surprise and a, and a joy to kind of be in, in, uh, uh, 
invited to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when I thought about doing this uh, activity about um, painting, and specifically with acrylics, it's like, I'm going to do different kinds of painting, I think. I think there's a lot of value with that, and, like, trying one thing at a time is the best way, I think, to learn, or, like, learn what you like, more importantly. But, with that being said, um, you know, I've seen some of your work, and I just was like, I'll just, I'm going to ask Ashley, because, like, uh, she's good, and maybe she, she can teach me some stuff, which you totally did uh, on Sunday, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, but, um, you know, I always like to talk about, like, kind of, like, back history or backstory or some of, like, your your experiences in the past with um, what we did, you know, painting with acrylics or, you know, painting in general. I think we could talk about that a little bit. That would be a good way to start. But, yeah, like, what's your background with, you know, art, drawing, any, any of that stuff? I know a lot of times people start in school, but how did you start? So I've been doing drawing or art of some kind since I was, like, in elementary school. I have sketchbooks dating back to the, uh, that time period. Um, painting, I didn't get more seriously, with, like, with oils or acrylics or anything of that nature. I didn't get serious with until probably college. Um, I dinkled, dinkled around with it a little bit um, early on, but I didn't get serious about it till later. Uh, my main mediums have always been pen and ink, pencil, and watercolor, so especially you, you watercolor. you draw, draw. You're, like, you're, you're more, like, touching draws. Yeah. And, okay. Um, that's interesting. I have a friend, a lot of people who, in my life, who are artists or, you know, actually make a living by, by drawing or painting and i've got a specific friend who is just an insane an, like animate like not animate excuse me in specific animation he draws like these incredible beautiful like comic level you know um drawings and and i, I find that to, to be really beautiful um different than what we did for sure but you know it's 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 amazing to see those like recreations so yeah talk a little bit about that like so you started more as, as someone who worked with pencil um, yeah. yeah, and um, and actually what's really interesting is drawing was a tool for me. It wasn't really like something that I did for fun. It was okay. a tool for me to explore ceramic because sculpture and ceramics is my first love, essentially. Okay. Okay. So it was a way for me to explore different concepts. And then as I, I read a book, and it's called The Creative License. I forget who it's by, but um, when I read that book, it really opened doors for me to understand that my sketchbook can be more than just a tool. And I started to use it as a... Um, as a journaling point and using it as a journaling um, tool, but not like a general work tool, um, I was able to kind of like explore and play around with different things. And then I played with different mediums and then branched out from there. Um, but yeah, like it's, I've always just been interested in doing some sort of create creative work. So like drawing, painting, I've always done, <clears throat> excuse me, some form of it uh, over time. Um, but drawing was definitely kind of a start in terms of 2D work. It, gotcha. was, my, it was my starting okay. point. Cool. I know that, um, you know, a lot of times kids, you know, take classes in school. Uh, did you have that opportunity? Is that something that you were able to do, like, throughout, like, high school? And then you, you mentioned going to college. Uh, you know, where did you go to college? Like, how was that experience? Is that, I know I went to a theater, a theater school, but there was art, you know, all around. And I know there was some amazing stuff. I saw some weird shit that didn't make sense. Sure. <laughs> and I'm like, you all wasted $30,000, but that's okay. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, so, um, I started, I, my parents enrolled me, like my mom got me like tools galore, like, uh, uh art supplies galore. And then Did I, you have the yellow markers, the yellow, you know, book of Pentec, I think it's Pentec or Pentel, those markers. No, I never, had, I never oh had, I never had those. God. Uh, my mom had some in here. And actually, wait, I, I gave them to, to my daughter. I actually, I, I think I, I lied. I may have. Actually. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those were the shit I remember as a kid. Like, everybody wanted those. Or the Crayola joints, the big, thick mm -hmm. ones that were like, 
No, it's a beautiful, vibrant for like a good day, and then they started to like die. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, sorry, I did not. No, you're fine. Uh, so um, <laughs> that's what I love. I love the products. <laughs> well, that's the hard. thing, and and it, and then that's a little rabbit hole you go down as you get older and you start playing around with different tool, uh, uh, supplies. Cool, yeah. But my my parents uh, enrolled me in summer art classes, and I always was like I said, being crafty, creative kid, and. Um, then in high school, I took a couple of classes. I was doing mostly after-school ceramic classes for my creative outlet, but I did take some uh, art classes in high school. And then when I went to college, I knew right away I wanted to do something in ceramics. And I picked um, the Pacific Northwest College of Art and a sculpting degree from there for college. And the reason I did that That's is... That's in... Wait, where is that? Portland. But... Uh, more, sorry, more specifically, is it, is it in, in downtown? Yeah, so they used to be off of uh, 12th and Johnson yeah, okay, Street in a little big square right. warehouse. Yep. I miss that old building. Yeah, they moved yeah, to this yeah, new yeah. fancy building, and now sure. they're part of the Willamette University circuit. Okay. It's all weird. Okay. But, well, um, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, school's got to grow. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> uh, so I went there for sculpture, okay. and it was there that I kind of got a chance to explore a lot of different things. And you mentioned seeing a lot of weird shit. Um, in college, like when you are largely a craft person and then you, and you're skill based and stuff and you get thrown into a uh, conceptual art school, it's like this whole big whirlwind because suddenly you making craft work isn't quote good enough end quote, because you have to have a theory behind it because there's lots of theory and practice work that you're doing. And then you try to make something theory based around the skill, which is what I try to do. And they go, eh, and I'm like, oh, all right, well, eh. I guess that doesn't work. So then you're like me trying to be a people pleaser, like how I used to be, and then you're trying to figure out how to make it work and how to work the system so you can pass. Right. And then you figure it out finally, but by then it's your senior year. <laughs> but and, and jokes on them because I won the senior thesis well, that's, for the that's sculpting that's department. So that's you know that's an accomplishment. <laughs> I feel pretty accomplished by that. But it was, I really really did enjoy my time in in college and I learned yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I you can tell like. When you go see the work that actually did legitimately in like what hour and a half, maybe two. I think we did it for about an hour and a half. Yeah, two, yeah. it just blew my mind. But um, let's uh, let's go ahead. We can talk a little bit about uh, last Sunday. So um, you were nice enough to go get the supplies, which I was super necessary because I didn't know what we needed at all. And that's kind of how I run this podcast. I just let the guests do all the work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Oh god, what a piece of shit. But anyways, um, but yeah, talk a little bit about why you picked some of the things that you picked as far as the brushes and, and the paint that you did pick. So um, the brushes um, I picked because they're acrylic brushes. So you have different brushes for different mediums. Watercolor brushes have a softer, uh, more bristly brush that's supposed to hold liquid because watercolor uses water. Um, oil paints, you can use similar brushes to acrylic brushes. So if something says it's strictly acrylic brushes that you see at like Michael's or something, you can use it for oils. Um, and then you have other kind of more natural bristles that you can use for acrylics and oils, mostly oils. Um, but I picked acrylics specifically as a paint medium because it dries faster. Okay, so right, yeah. We, we were able, that. yeah, we were able to get more work done, and, and also it's easier to clean up after. Yeah, but it's also easier to like go like, oh, I made a mistake, and I can like, you know, I can say, okay, mm-hmm. this absolutely won't muddy up the color I want to put on it. Like that was interesting too. The the ability to kind of like fix things while while you are painting, you know, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense, like fix your mistakes or yeah, um, white white's a great eraser. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I, I always thought that like that was like you couldn't do that. Like once the paint was on the canvas, you could not cover it up. You couldn't like it has to be seen. And, like that doesn't make any sense, but like that's just kind of how I thought of like myself painting. I was like, I don't want to make a mistake, and like you can't 
paint like that, right? Mm-hmm. But in, in a way, so that's yeah. so. What's really interesting is you're actually talking about a mindset that you usually apply to watercolors and pen. Okay. Because when you mark on the paper, usually you don't have a way to go back and take that okay. back that mark. Gotcha. So you have so in a way, there's you have to be a little more intentional with watercolor and pen okay. as a medium versus oil and acrylic because you can just take white or a little bit of extra color and just kind of like shave off something or just paint a little mm-hmm. bit of white and then just reform something and paint over. And that is the nice part about that. Gotcha. Yeah, I thought that that was a, a really fun ability. I mean, um, okay, so what we what we were looking at when we were painting, and I, I talked about it in the last segment, um, is, you know, just kind of my backyard and uh, an old uh, chicken coop and some trees and, and some hills and stuff. And uh, first off, Ashley chose to paint hers in, like, the traditional landscape form, which was smart. And I was like, I'm doing mine in the vertical because I'm a square. Um, and I was like, I was like, afterwards, I was like, oh, that's dumb. Why did I do that? But anyways, um, you know, talk about a little bit about kind of what you, you thought about, you know, looking at, at what we saw and you starting to think about color and things like that. Cause I think you talked about that first, uh, that concept. Yeah. So when we, when we started looking at the composition versus the balance of color in the image that we're working with. So in a sense, the, the way that the kitchen, the kitchen, chicken coop i cannot find my words it's okay it's probably a kitchen too (laughs) at some point uh it's a bright bright red right so looking at that and seeing the tree that comes up behind it that's kind of like an ashy kind of brown with the light pale green from the lichen coming up top there's some good color variation going on and then there's the bright green of the grass and then more of like a not so bright but not really dull either kind of variation of different greens on the hillside in the background so it just kind of creates this nice little way for the eye to travel right and that has to, and and that's part of the composition because we, we also talked about composition right. and about planning it out and usually most people will do sketches on paper to kind of play around with different placements of where the canvas is and how mm-hmm. and like where they need to center their focus in the painting um we didn't do too much of that right. but what we did do is we did kind of just look and do a quick sketch to yeah and that's super out. helpful like you were like just um sketch and i was like how much and you're like i don't know what do you want um, so yeah, I, I, you know, sketching that out really helped, even though it didn't, I did, it wasn't like I was tracing afterwards. It wasn't like I was tracing the paint to like where it was. It was like, okay. And also, you know, the brushes that you brought were great. You had totally different style brushes, but I didn't know. I was like, I don't even, I don't know what this one does and like why. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the only experience I have with like art <laughs> is like elementary school art, mostly like drawing, painting, and I did bad. Like. I got satisfactory, but I probably should have gotten unsatisfactory. I straight up was like, I don't care. I don't like this. Like, I didn't like doing it. It wasn't fun for me. I wasn't very good at it. The visual stuff, I couldn't draw. Like, if I made a poster, I start off all like, everything's great, you know? Like, okay, I'd write dance, right? The dance poster, I write D, A, N. See, oh shit, I don't have a rubric. It starts to taper down into a little point. And right? it goes, Damn. I just don't have any concept. I know my spatial stuff is not very good that way. And it just doesn't work in my brain. You know, I'm, I'm good at other stuff, so that's fine. But yeah, so my concept has always been like, I just don't like doing this. But I think that changed for sure on Sunday. And I do appreciate you coming through. 
for that. But yeah, um, you know, as far as like brushes go, like why did you pick the brushes that you picked? Just a, a wide assortment, or was it kind of a kit? Or so I, are you talking about like the shape of them? Yeah, or just okay. like the length. I mean, they're you know some are a little bigger than others. So um, a couple of them I picked out for the size of how wide they are, and that's just for doing broader work. So if you wanted to fill in quite a bit of space with like one color, it would allow you to do strokes that would give you a more even color layout. Um, and then I got what are called, and those are usually the flats or the filberts. So the filberts have a round top and the flats have a flat top. Gotcha. The filberts. And yeah, this, you did. I remember filbert. Filbert. Yeah. It's such a silly ass name. Yeah. <laughs> it is a, it's a silly name, but honestly, they're one of my favorite types. Of right, right. Yeah. But, um, each brush kind of, and everybody, so the interesting thing about working with supplies like we had, um, everybody has their ability to work with the tools that they have. Somebody could have literally no filberts and all flats and still be able to make the same kind of work as somebody with all filberts and no flats, gotcha. right? So it's all about technique and how you work with those tools to your advantage or um, and work against any disadvantages, right? Um, so I couldn't, excuse me, I couldn't tell you specifically the difference between flats and filberts. Flats will give you straight edges and they'll allow you to do broader strokes. Um, the filberts will allow you to kind of do a little bit more blending. Okay. Then we had the points, which are basically just your what most people think of as painting brushes. Fine paintbrush, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that's usually for doing line work and okay. very delicate lines okay. and dots and stuff. Okay. Damn. Um, I should have asked you that when we started. I didn't. I was like, almost going to use this one super help. But it was fine. Like, it was kind of fun. You know, I think the choose your own adventures you know, sometimes can be interesting. And that was a good opportunity for me to be like, okay, that didn't work. I'm going to mm -hmm. go ahead and like, mm, I'll wipe this guy out. But, uh, and then grab another one and see what happens. Like, okay, that worked a little bit better. So, um, you know, I, I think that... Uh, Man, I, when you told me how much everything cost, I was like, holy shit, this stuff is expensive. So, you know, for someone to draw, to paint something, right? To put the money into, like, buying the, the you know, um, the necessities, the supplies, the time that they put in. And we talked about this a little bit. You know, people go like, well, that can't be worth that. Or, you know, I could do better than that. And I could, you know, this, that, or the other. It's such a ridiculous thing to say. Because, like... You know, there is overpriced art out there, for sure. There's overpriced everything, shit. I mean, you know, look at, like, the <laughs> salaries of, like, movie stars and basketball players and, you know, CEOs and shit like that. Um, but, with that being said, you know, if you do spend that time and, and you do put the value on yourself, why not? Why can't you, you know, like, say, this actually did cost me X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. and, um, and we talked yeah. about the, the types of paints that I bought. So I got us, um, yeah. just because uh, we weren't going to be doing anything super intense, I just got student-grade acrylics right, and 16-ounce right. tubes and stuff like that and 12-ounce, I think. Yeah, and you together. got the student. So like, one of the like colors we like got. Students can yeah. afford this. Like, get the fuck out of here. And then that's the thing. is like, that's yeah. $84 for everything we needed. Still still stayed under a $100 sure. budget. But which is great, which was really nice. And yeah. when you think about it, if you were to get a large paint, uh, tube of paint that's not even 16 ounces let's say we go oil which is oils are always a little more yeah, expensive than acrylic right. but even if you were to go acrylic and go with something like that a true cobalt blue color not a hue like we had not a student grade one but a true cobalt blue in a good quality brand like golden is a quality brand right you pick up one of those cobalt can cost you almost $20 a tube so when you think wow. about it God. if you're going to get like true colors not student grade mm -hmm. For about half the amount of paint, you would only be able to get four about four tubes of paint, approximately, for what I got for all the supplies. That yeah, which so I mean, yeah, you I mean you did amazing, like you, you did exactly what we needed. It's still though, it's pretty mm -hmm. crazy to see those like the prices. You know, you're like, oh my gosh. But um, that's what it is. 
for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, but that'd be you're right. That is something that some people, and that's a good point to bring up. Like not a lot of people think about that sometimes. Yeah, that it just you know it's whatever. It's like well, if you put that value on it, you're like this is why I can't mm -hmm. for sure. One reason why. For yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. Well, um, what you know, what was what was one of the the things that you found um, as you were you know, finishing up, and I, I do remember this, I did want to talk to you about this a little bit, because um, there was some color stuff that I wanted to get into, um, I didn't, I, I did some mixing, I didn't do a ton of mixing, um, but there was something I wanted to do, there was like this, you said lichen, mm -hmm. or like lichen, um, and I, I think I called it like Yoda color, because it does, <laughs> it's kind of the color of Yoda, or baby Yoda, and um, I was like, how do you make that color, and you told me, and I don't remember what it is right now, but I was like, okay, I took it, this color, and I took this color, and I started to swirl together, I was like, holy shit, that is the color, that's exactly that color, and I got really excited, and, uh, you know, how do you, I mean, you must just have color theory that you've mm -hmm. studied, and, and you know that if you do this, and this, and, and by practice, but, like, I think that's, like, honestly, that's as close to, like, magic as you can possibly, like, I think it's so cool that you're able to do that, that quick, you know, like, that color, okay. And then, mm -hmm. and then create it. It's really a cool skill to have. And part of it's part of it's practice. Part of it is color theory because I did have to take color theory yeah. when I was in college. Um, and we did a lot of different things with color. One of the things we did. And that's was... different than critical race theory, right? Okay. We don't, <laughs> we don't get into that kind of stuff on the podcast, so I'm gonna go ahead. And, we're gonna edit that out. No, I'll leave it in. But yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. So um, we did various things. Like one thing we did was we took strips of paint of color, and the whole point was to make the the lines vibrate on like to the eye because there's certain colors when you place them next to each other the line that separates or where they come together will vibrate because of how those colors it's interact frequency. in our color brain frequency yeah, we're yeah. Frequency and then that. um other ones we had to do which is turn let's see uh it's three colors into two turn four colors into two turn one color or turn two colors into three and it all has to do with how you place them like placing one color on the outside one color in the inside because when you place other colors next to each other, they will inform each other. Gotcha. So if you have a By yellow... association, right, basically. I mean, yeah, because yeah. of how our brain translates right. those colors next to right. each other. So you'll have one color on the outside and another color on the inside of two, square, of two squares. And that inside color will look different inside of that one color versus on its own. So it kind of gives you a lesson in that. And about not just, and also mixing, too. But Oh, yeah. You know, I'm having like a flashback to physics class. Because I remember color and sound made a ton of things to me. I don't know why. I, I don't remember, you know so long ago I, I it would be cool to i think take a color class again you know, to see if i remember any of that stuff um because i think it is really interesting i've always been like a huge like proponent of like i want to see just the most like like vibrant brilliant beautiful colors and i don't need to see like crazy shit but like like one color just as like as vibrant as possible is is better to me than anything really like like that but yeah um that's really interesting that you can create some effects on your brain just by, you know, taking colors, which again, are, are, are you know, work on a frequency, um, and just kind of smashing them up together. That's, that's really cool. Um, well, what do you, I mean, what do you think uh, you, you'd like to do next? Like, you know, is there anything you'd like to work on next? Any big projects that you're thinking about working on or anything that you, you know, any shows that you are thinking of possibly, you know, entering in, anything like that? Uh, like in terms of paintings or yeah, anything, anything like that? Like that. Um, 
I might have, I'm going to try to probably pop up some work around town. Um, I have a couple places that I want to have my work. Um, nothing specific. I know Ember and Ash, which they make some phenomenal robes and jewelry. Oh, there. yeah. Shout out to Erica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to Erica and sure. Sierra. Heck Sierra, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. they've wanted some of my work on their walls, um, but I haven't really looked into doing a show specifically. I've been keeping my eye out for Uncle Valley Arts postings for Call to Artists, um, but in terms of projects, I do have a comic book that I have been playing around with possibly. Holy shit, what? Oh, <laughs> see, I was, I think you were like, well, I don't know, talk about this, and you're like, well, look at this comic book, now I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, Ashley, look at this comic book. <laughs> More like a, it's why I, I call a graphic, it a graphic novel. Graphic novel. Yeah, it's sure. not like superhero stuff. Okay, but yeah. Tomato, tomato, essentially. What's, what's going on there? Uh, so it's a really, it's, the, the storyline is long and drawn out, so I'll just save all the details, but essentially it's, the core of the concept of it is kind of exploring the, it, through a narrative, kind of exploring the concept that you can meet somebody that, is inherently bad for you like we all go through a period or well, i guess almost all of us go through a period of time where we meet people friendly romantically whatever that are not good for us however at a certain point either because that's what you saw first or what that's what you ended up seeing just by association being around that person you start to see the good parts of them and in some weird way that's something that you end up connecting with and then it's this it's this weird thing of ignoring like blaring warning signs when you shouldn't and it's it's a it's about how the red flag <laughs> pretty much and i don't i don't know it's a it kind of comes from some personal uh personal experience that well, i want to explore should. it yeah. Yeah, yeah but um it's a it's an it's going to be an interesting narrative i'm kind of excited about it, and i've been wanting to play around with that a little bit so are you drawing and writing like you know, dialogue and everything like that? Time, so far, or? I'm kind of doing character concept okay, designing, sure. kind of playing around with different looks and ideas of how I want these characters to look. Who the And then I'm going to start doing lists of who the key characters are going to be. Then I'll start writing out. I'm going to probably go script-wise with it, because then I can then take it and put it with some mock-up sketches. And I'm, what I'm, my plan is just to take copy and paste like parts of the script, like on the back ends of the sketch pages so I know what they're supposed to be doing in that, even no matter how rough the sketch yeah, is. Absolutely. But that, it, it's basically building blocks. Sure. I have a friend who's a filmmaker and he um, works with uh, storyboards like hardcore right off the bat. Like he storyboards every single shot, every single cut, everything. Um, and it really works for him because it does keep his like visual um, uh, concepts like solid like it's exactly so um that's really really cool that's really cool um, i was gonna ask um you know as we kind of wrap up here what's your favorite painting and why oh goodness um, i know it's, it's like i always ask this question i asked somebody the other day what was their favorite 24-hour period and they said to me i don't know can you answer that question and i said no i'm sorry i have regret asking it <laughs> But yeah, well, I mean, you can, you can probably answer that. So, like, what's your, what's your, like, or give me a top three, but give me a Mount Rushmore. So I'm going to go with artists rather than paintings because, okay. um, usually, usually, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. well, it's almost like, a, you know, can you, if you have a, if you have a, a movie that you love, like, let's say you love Wes Anderson films just because you love Wes Anderson films. Like if you, if most of your top tier movies that you like are his movies, like, are you just going to say that you like this one the most? Or are you going to say, I like Wes Anderson films because you can't pick between them? I like the life aquatic the best, just so you guys know that. <laughs> um, I'm going to scroll back in my phone just real quick because there's one 
particular... You're just checking texts, okay? Oh, absolutely. Just, <laughs> I, I am the rudest person ever. No. no. Um, so I was in Philly, and I actually went to the Philadelphia Dude. Museum of Art, and it was pretty... Oh, we talked about this for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was pretty awesome. Um, I will say one of my favorite sculptors is Rodin, and I okay. yeah, yeah, got to see... Um, I forget the name of it, but it's... It, I got to see this one. I'm showing Jason. It's a... Okay. Yeah. It's a picture of three men, of, of an iron sculpture of three men. Their heads are leaned into each other, and they're all three reaching down with one, mm -hmm. uh, with their right hand down to the same point. Mm -hmm. um, it was supposed to be a study for a piece that was going to go at the top of the gates of hell, which is something Rodin made. Yeah. Um, and you asked about paintings. I'm talking about sculpture. Oh, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> Man, I'm down with any. I said, I think art in general, but, you know, I think I just went to painting. But, um, I, I just to let you know, I have been to that museum. It's awesome. It's amazing. It? It's the best, may, might be the best museum I've ever been to in my entire life. It's kind of had the most effect on me. Um, I mean, I've been to the Louvre. And me too. It was whack. Like, it was okay. Like, I was like, eh. Like, I'm sorry. I, I know that's probably, okay, let me, let me restate that because that just made me sound like a huge fucking asshole. It was amazing. I'm so glad I got to go. I was very privileged for the opportunity. But like, the Mona Lisa is just in a room on a wall and you're like, oh, it's not that big. Like didn't realize it was that small. Oh, what's really funny is and I didn't. I didn't. But as an American, I'm like, it's not that big, and that's all I cared about. <laughs> well, I didn't go to the Louvre to see just the Mona Lisa. Yeah. I, I saw it. I went and said hi. I, I saw it. other stuff, but it was just more mostly like I was just like I think I wanted to go to the Musée d'Orsay. Mm -hmm. Um, I went there. See, I didn't get a chance to go. Oh, there. the Musée d'Orsay yeah, is so yeah. nice. It has a that's lot fine. of because I, I love impressionists. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite. Well, period. that's me too. No, I mean I think besides that, I just was like they just had so much like old furniture like in the, in that museum and i was just like okay i'm, I'm good oh yeah that's napoleon's apartments yeah, I breezed through which this. is beautiful but at the same time yeah i got through it so this is a recent favorite of mine it's uh the four seasons by leon frederick he's mm -hmm. a belgian artist and he did these incredible Damn. four paintings okay. yeah those are beautiful and they're basically like cherub they look like cher very yeah. highly detailed cherubs with different aspects of each season sure. surrounding just in okay. high when detail. was that made um let me go back was when uh it looks like eight, in the late 1800s yeah i'm gonna have to some insane beautiful mm -hmm. that's great well that's great thanks for sharing that with me yeah. and uh i'll uh, i'll try to maybe i'll just post those guys up in a link you know to their wikipedia mm -hmm. or maybe a, yeah and and, and uh like one artist i really wanted to touch on it was francis bacon too okay um, gotcha. and i'll and i'll and i can share a couple more with you but francis yeah. bacon is highly mm -hmm. up there as one of my favorites well um I'm going to go ahead and wrap up, but I want to give you just another opportunity. If you have anything to plug or anything that you're interested in or you want to, like, put some shine on, just an opportunity for you to talk about something that you're interested in. Oh, thank you. Um, let's see. Uh, I have been getting back into ceramics and doing that more lately. I have started to sell my works. So I am at uh, Kluver Clayworks on Instagram. So if you want to see some of my ceramics at Kluver Clayworks on Instagram or on Etsy, um, I do have everything for sale. If you're local to Roseburg, you know, we coordinate payments and pick up drop-offs so you don't have to pay shipping. Um, other than that, I'm going to be working on some more illustrations, getting some of those up in a different Etsy shop that's a little bit more my private artwork. Um, and I'm always available for commissions and stuff like that. So if you ever want to hit me up, uh, hit me up at Kluver Clayworks or at Acid Burn Face, which is my main Instagram, and don't ask me why at Acid Burn Face. I never ask any girl why their Instagram <laughs> tag is what it is. It's, it's, it's always it, like some song. It, it, oh, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, it's a song. Find yeah, a song. 100%. It's always a song. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much. And yeah, like look at Ashley Stout. Check it out. She, is, she makes some amazing ceramics too. Um, and we might have it up 
I'm not giving away episodes, but maybe someday. Well, I don't know, like episode 100 or something like that. Um, but yeah, anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for coming and sitting down and, and hanging out and uh, recording with me. I really do appreciate it. And uh, uh, we'll be back in just a few seconds here with some more first-timers. But if you need to take a little break, use the restroom. That's what, that's what this is for. That's what breaks are for. That's what breaks are for. All right, I will be back shortly. All right, gang, welcome back to the final segment of this week's episode of First Tamers. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys, for tuning back in with me. And uh, again, to my special guest, Ashley Kluver. Man, um, I'll tell you what, please do check out her work. It really is amazing to see people in this community do things and create things and um you know i think we need to we need to recognize that a little bit more so please do um i'll have all of her links in the uh you know social media posts all that good shit so uh please do check out her stuff and if you are um looking for some pottery um you know she does some good work as well all right well again thank you ashley um well, guys, I don't have too much to say here in the last segment. I just wanted to jump back in here real quick to wrap everything up. But, um, again, I do appreciate you guys coming back. I know it has been a while, and uh, I do want to keep doing this on the regular. I think I'm in a place where I can make that happen. Uh, but, but truthfully, I do want to just, um, you know, thank you guys for coming back. Or anyone is tuning in for the first time. You know, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be back next week for sure. I'm going to keep doing this. Um, I've got some interviews lined up. And uh, yeah, I, again, um, you know, I'll, I'll be back next week with a great, great, great guest and a great new interview. So please, please do join me again. All right. Well, that does wrap it up for this week's episode of First Timers. And as always, please tune in next week for a brand new special episode of First Timers. Timers! Ah, ah. That's a new one. Ah. Peace.